0: Welcome to My Ed Expert, specializing in what's possible in education. By merging research, practice, and passion, we provide insights from top educational thought leaders for right-now implementation. Now, here's your host, author Susie Pepper-Rollins.
1: I am so glad you joined us today. Boy, we have such an interesting guest today. Mark Sheverton was a physics teacher for 15 years. Then he worked in private industry as a research physicist but he's now a New York Times bestselling children's novel author. He's working on his 25th novel. His books have been published in 31 countries and 19 different languages. What's especially cool is Mark has created some resources for educators and students to help nurture that creative writing process. Hey, Mark, how are you?
0: I am doing great, Susie. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm so glad you're joining us today. Okay. Ah, well, to tell exciting. everybody a, a little bit about you. Okay. So I just got pulled in. Mark and I met via social media, by the way, and I was so captivated by his story. He was a physics teacher, like I mentioned, for 15 years. Then he worked as a research physicist. Uh, things like machine vision and laser welding. I don't even know what that stuff is, Mark, but it seems like a stretch <laughs> from creative writing. Okay. <laughs> then he has almost 2 million copies of his book in print worldwide. Um, and some of the titles of just some of his books, Invasion of the Overworld, that was just nominated for the Golden Archer Award, part of Wisconsin's Children's Choice Book Awards, Saving Crafter, Tears of the Forest, Bones of Doom, Zombies Attack, a bunch of others. What a fascinating story. So you're going to have to first, if you don't mind... Fill us in a little bit about your background, how this all happened, this passion for creative writing. These are Minecraft novels, how it developed, yep. and take us a little bit on this story a little bit.
0: Yep. Well, I really wasn't trained to be a writer. As you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a physicist. I studied physics, and got a master's degree in physics, taught physics for many years. While I was working at GE doing research on all kinds of different stuff in the world of physics and optics, I started dabbling with writing. I decided I want to write a book to teach my son some personality traits that I don't possess, like being aggressive or not being afraid to fail or trying something really hard, you know, at, at GE and this big corporate monster, you see people who are successful, they're really aggressive, they're risk takers, and those aren't me. And I want my, wanted my son to have those things. So I thought maybe I could write and make some really cool characters and he could learn from those characters. And so I started writing, and I wrote four books, and they were colossal failures. I was rejected over 300 times from agents and publishers. And then my son was bullied while he was playing Minecraft, cyberbullied. And so I wrote a book to teach him why it wasn't his fault, because sadly, victims of bullying frequently think they deserve the bullying they got. And he did too. So I wrote this book, Invasion of the Overworld. And I self-published it on Amazon because I learned I have no idea how to get a book published. And it took off like a rocket. Sold 50,000 copies over the first three or four months. Made it to number 29 on Amazon's top 100. And all of a sudden, agents and publishers were contacting me instead of the other way around. It was really exciting. Well, that's
1: an amazing story. And I, I love what you're talking about, about the lessons you wanted to teach your son. And you found a way to do that through your writing. And isn't that, isn't that amazing? Who, what, the kids who really love your books, tell us a little bit about who your main readers are and why that you think they really love your books.
0: So I think my main readers are kids third grade to eighth grade, probably. And they're kids that love Minecraft, which fortunately for me is a lot of kids right? You know, it's so popular. Teachers are using it in their classrooms. Um, I happened to write about something that was a hot topic and I wish I was brilliant and said, I did that on purpose, but that's not the case. It was just a dumb accident. And so these kids love Minecraft. And the thing about my books, I spend a lot of time writing them so that they feel immersive. So the reader feels like they're in Minecraft with the character, and they feel like they're uh, experiencing it. And so there's a lot of sensory details and there's a lot of visual details, a lot of visual imagery. Uh, and kids feel like they're on the adventure. And I think that's why they like it. And I think that's why they're willing to turn off the computer and open a book because they still feel like they're in Minecraft
1: what is it about Minecraft you think that captivates them so much? And of course that's wonderful because then it connects to the book and they read, 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 you know? So what is it about Minecraft that draws them in so much?
0: So it's, it's a very curious thing because I I, I think it's that they refer to it as a sandbox game in that there's no rules. You can just build stuff and do stuff and you can really build some incredible things and then you can run around through them. So you can make your own massive castle and decorate it with what you want and walk through it and play with your friends and have, you know, role play adventures or have battles with each other or something. And I I think that creative output, that, that creative outlet is not available in any other thing right now. You know, you can draw, but sure. Drawing is two dimensional and you don't feel like you're in it. You could certainly do three dimensional CAD computer assisted drawing, but That's expensive software and you got to know how to do that. And so instead they're doing 3D design in Minecraft and then they get to play inside their design. And that's pretty cool. And I think that's what really attracts people to it. Now, the interesting thing is kids on the spectrum are really, really obsessed with Minecraft. And that's curious because kids on the spectrum like rules and like understanding the pattern and the sequence. And there's no rules or patterns or sequence to Minecraft. But kids on the spectrum are just obsessed with it.
1: Well, that is fascinating. That is interesting. And since you're a, a you know, um, someone who works in physics and math and then became a creative writer and you enjoy writing, um, if you had to sort of just give a broad message for educators and you were an educator for a long time in the classroom, what, what can we do to help students really enjoy writing? What makes a, a learner want to just get into some writing there? The,
0: th- the thing that I found is I, after I published my first book, kids started sending me their own stories, which was fascinating because I never expected that. And I learned when I was working at GE, especially when they found out that I, wa- I got onto the New York Times bestsellers list, every proposal that had to be written went to me. Everybody that was going to do a journal article went to me. And so I had to write scientific journal articles about laser welding, which I'm not an expert in. I had a very small part of that. And to write that journal article is terrifying to me. It actually makes me physically ill because I'm so stressed about doing that. And I hate doing those things. And I had to write proposals to the Department of Energy to get a million dollars of money for research. And I'm just terrified to do that because those things I can be wrong. And people can point out that I'm wrong and I don't know what I'm talking about. And so there's a huge fear around creative writing and uh, writing in general, like public speaking, is that people are terrified of doing that kind of thing. But when you feel like you're the expert, man, you can just start writing like crazy. And that's what these kids were doing because every one of those kids feels like an expert in Minecraft and they've played it enough that they know what happens and what you do and what you don't do. And so they can create their own adventures and they have no fear of being told they're wrong. I mean, when you're, I worked with my son uh, a couple of months ago on writing an essay for The Giver. And it was like pulling teeth because he might give the wrong answer. But making your own story in your own universe based on Minecraft that you know a lot about, there's no stress, I think, about writing that kind of that kind of story.
1: That's such an interesting perspective. You know, I never really thought about that. I know, and I'm going to take it differently. But since you did teach math, the biggest fear in the math classroom is making a mistake. I guess I didn't move that over into writing, which I guess makes sense too. You know, but when you're doing something creative, it kind of takes that away. And they're the experts. That's really a fascinating perspective. And
0: you and you know, in math, you know, the the kids that want to go up and do the problem on the board are not the kids you want to help, mm-hmm. right? Because the kids that go up on the board, they already know how to do it correctly. That's why they have no fear for doing that. If you were to pick the kid that sits in the back corner and say, you come up and do it, I bet they'd be terrified because they probably don't know how to in do it. In
1: the same way had Adam, right? I, I, that's an interesting perspective. Okay. I'm going to ask you a really hard question here. So I just want to get, get your opinion okay, here. Okay. So in the world to I mean look we all got to write those essays on the four causes of the war and the, and the water cycle yep. right so um yep but let's think about just creative writing and you just mentioned something important on that already but why does it matter I mean why does it matter that we spend time with kids on creative writing
0: well let me go back to physics and general electric i found I uh, I was fairly successful there, and I was not the smartest guy in the room. In fact, there were people there who were brilliant, who were world experts in things like laser welding and optics and machine vision and all the stuff I did, and they were much, much smarter than me, but I had a creative way of coming up with a solution because I tend to think more creatively, more visually. I'm a visual person. And that ability to think creatively and outside of the box gave me an advantage at GE and it made me very successful there. And I think creativity, some of us naturally have it. I don't know if that's me or not. A lot of people are just naturally creative, great artists, right? But for people who are not Picasso, you need to learn how to be creative and you need to work at it. And I think that's what the value is for practicing creative writing, is that you're practicing that creative skill. How do you take an idea and craft it into a story that's going to be interesting for people to do? That same thought process, when I approach writing my books, it's the same process I do when I'm thinking about how I'm, how I'm going to solve a prob- a technology problem at General Electric. It's the exact same process I go through.
1: Okay. So I'm going to reference something. Two weeks ago, did a podcast called Henry Ford's Not Hiring Anymore. And it mm-hmm. talked about, um, how in 1914, what, what employers were looking for, someone who could do a repetitive task all day. Today's the opposite. Employers are looking for what? Problem yeah. solvers, independent think, creative thinking. So I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I never put the dots together until you just said that about the role creative writing plays. In building those skills. So I'm just like a big moment for me here, Mark. Thank you for that. So I love that idea because I that's just fabulous what you just said on that. Okay. So I'm going to quit gushing over you and talk about some pragmatic stuff here. All right. So let's talk about nuts okay. and bolts resources because um, one of the things, yep. one of the reasons I wanted Mark to come on today and visit with everybody and when we put, he so graciously just put this stuff up on My at Expert. So thank you for that, Mark. Um Mark has posted three resources on our site, but he has other resources on his. So this is a good time to tell us your website.
0: Okay. So it's www.marksheverton.com. And when, well, let, let me step back a minute. When I started receiving stories from kids, I was so excited to see these stories and I post them all on my website so that other kids can see them. And I noticed that every scene was a battle scene every scene started out with the zombies attacking the hero and then the skeletons attacked and everyone was a battle scene and there was no story development and there was no character development. And I was excited kids were writing because that's the biggest hurdle is to get them writing. But I realized they didn't understand some of the pedagogy of writing. And as a scientist, I need rules. You know, if you tell me what are the rules to write a New York times bestselling novel I'll just follow those rules and write the best-selling novel, right? And so I started, based on what I've learned from writing, I started developing my own rules on how I write my books. And I've put those on my website for kids to see. And they're a little short lesson with a video of me talking about how to do character development for 10 minutes or how to name your characters. I found there's a science to that. Um, and everything for me is understanding the science of writing and understanding the patterns. Cause if I understand the patterns, I can do whatever I want. So I started putting these lessons on my website and putting a video of me talking about it. And the kids who read my books love those cause they get to see me. They feel like I'm talking right to them. And it was remarkable to see the difference in the quality of the writing kids were doing, that they were really writing more sophisticated stuff and that was really exciting to see so there's a whole bunch of lessons there that are made for teachers to use in the classroom that teachers can tell kids go w- go read the or watch the lesson that you need help on if you need help on your dialogue go watch the dialogue lesson or the you know the sentence structure lesson and a lot of teachers are using those and i'm very excited about it
1: no, I love that, and the ones that that Mark and again, you can see three of them on my expert, and then Mark has has lots more on his website. So we're going to put a link for that for you guys. But uh, the three that he's posted with us, the sentence structure, which I really like that. Uh, he's got one on Pixar storytelling rules, and then finding an authentic audience for your students. Why don't you pick one of those you'd like to talk about?
0: So I think I'm most excited about the authentic audience, okay? Because I I didn't understand that was a thing. When I started posting stories onto my website because I'd been out of education for a while. So I didn't understand authentic audience until later. But every story I get from kids that's more than a single sentence long, I will post to my website. And then I send the kid back a link to their story so they can find it. And then kids start commenting on other people's stories. So I have about, I think there's eight or 900 stories on there right now. And a whole bunch of artwork that's really fabulous that you ought to look at the artwork. You know, if art people, if art teachers want to send art to me, I can post it there as well. Um, but there's about 800 stories and there's about 2,600 comments and kids will get on there and see people's stories and say how great it is and how wonderful they like it. And it's really neat to see the encouragement and the support that goes on there. I look at every comment and every now and then I get kids that are kind of trying to troll people or just be mean and they're bullies. And I block those and I delete those comments because I want this to be a safe place for kids. And it really encourages kids to write because they're getting these positive feedback from other kids just like them. And that's really different than a parent saying good job or a teacher saying good job. You know, having their peer, that's huge.
1: Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I I would encourage everybody to look at that. And I've watched a couple of these. You're very approachable in the videos. And how cool is that for someone who's uh, a student who's read some of your books to then get to have you talk to them about sentence structure or audience or some sort of techniques with writing? So one of the things I want to ask you about is is something that is you do some work in schools with Skyping and things like that. What's the proudest moment you've had with kids since you've been on this journey?
0: I I think the most exciting thing was I've been working with a class in Nebraska, uh, a teacher named Christy Hall, who is a writing resource teacher, and she has two fourth grade classes that she works with. And this last year, I Skyped with them at the beginning of the year. I usually, when I Skype with a school, the first thing I do is talk about all of the failed books that I wrote and what I learned from those failures so I could be successful. So it's a growth mindset kind of talk. And then I spoke with her kids about character development and how to use dialogue and how to structure a scene and uh, everything that I could think about that they could listen to and ingest and apply to their writing. I did that. So I Skyped with them many, many times through the months of September and October, and then November hit. And November, there's something called NaNoWriMo the National Novel Writing Month, which is put on by the National Writing Project. And that month is when the National Writing Project encourages people to write their novel for adults. And there's also a Young Writers Program for NaNoWriMo to encourage kids to write. And there's tons of resources for classroom teachers. It's really a great program. And so I encouraged this class, Christy's class, to do NaNoWriMo for November and they wrote every day through November, and by the way, I, I know the big challenge with writing is how do you fit it into your curriculum. And she has their her her classes writing scores on their standardized tests, and it shows that they are performing above what's expected. And so she isn't losing performance by focusing on writing, which I think is really important. But anyway, so they went and wrote all through the month of November, and they got their stories all together. And when they were done, they sent them to me. And every one of those, they sent them to me, and I posted to my website. But we also put it together into the form of a book. And the kids got to choose what was on the cover and what the title would be. And there's a table of contents with all of their names on it. And we got this book printed up. And the school district paid for every kid to get one of them. I think it was seven or eight dollars wow. a kid, and they did fifty of them. And so the school district coughed up three or four hundred dollars for this, and it was really fantastic. They had this big ceremony. The principal came into their class and handed out the books, and it was really, really cool because you could see kids get the book, and they'd open it, and they'd go to the table of contents, they'd find their story, and they'd go to their page, and the first thing they did was sit there and read it. And they were just so excited to see these books. And I can only imagine, for me, when I got my first book in the mail from Amazon, that was a pretty cool moment for me when I was 50. But when you're nine years old, I can't even imagine what kind of effect that has on your self-esteem and how that's going to resonate through the rest of your life. So I, I think that is what I'm most proudest of. And I have that book always on my desk right next to me when I'm writing. I can see it.
1: Well, that's so nice, and you know what I'm going to do is let's put that link up too on our notes. We'll put that on the notes of that National Writing Project, uh, the Novel Writing yep. Month, so that teachers can click on that and read more about that. That's that's awesome. Uh, so, okay, when let's let's talk a little bit about reluctant writers. So, um, when when a teacher encounters a reluctant writer, just not going to get that pen moving. What are some some pragmatic tomorrow kind of implementable things that a teacher can do to really get a student writing?
0: So what, what I've anecdotally heard from teachers, anecdoted, I don't know how to say that. What I've sounds heard from teachers. sounds good to me. <laughs> I, don't know, I think it was wrong. I'm not sure. But what, what I heard from teachers is, well, to, to back up for reluctant readers, I wrote a handful of short stories that were based on my characters in my books. So they're based on Minecraft and I've made those available. There's three short stories on my website that Pe- teachers can download They're a PDF and they can hand out to their classes and do whatever they want. And in fact, the social worker at my son's school, she used to use it. She would give out chapter one to us, to a kid she's working with. And then when they achieve a certain type of behavior, she would give them chapter two as a reward. And these kids just ate it up. But anyways, so what I found is teachers have given these stories to kids who were reluctant writers but we're obsessed with Minecraft, which is nearly all of the kids at this age. And this story was the thing that motivated them to think about creating their own story. And so teachers were giving these stories out to kids, and that was igniting a fire into them. And they were excited about reading, but then they were also excited about writing their own story and sending it to me so I could send them an email back and say, hey, great job. Here's your story at this link.
1: You know I love what you're saying and I um Angela Stockman who's a, another um expert author on her website when I did a podcast with her it just stuck with me she w- she was telling a story of a student she was working with who she just he was just miserable when it came time to write and she said to him one day what would you rather be doing and he said, playing with my Legos. And she said, tomorrow bring your Legos. We're going to write about Legos, you know? And I just thought, what, yeah. a, what a great way to go. And th- now he's writing about Legos and they actually even wrote on the Legos. So it's kind of that similar thing of what are you interested in? And yeah. I was thinking about on these resources that you've posted either on, on my expert and you've got more on your site. I could use those as a teacher too as um not just a, as a as you know to spark interest as a, a in the, in opening minutes but also in stations. So when we're working on writing they could have different stations. If you need to work on character development if we're working on sentence structure, what are you w- working on right now as a writer?
0: So right now I'm working on my 25th book which is not a Minecraft book. And so I'm sure kids are going to be upset when they learn this, uh, but I've written 24 books of Minecraft and it's time to do something else. And so I'm writing an, uh, a fantasy book for the same age range. And I'm spending a lot of time planning and outlining and doing a lot more character development than, development than I normally do. And in the process of doing this, I'm also creating more of these lessons that I'm going to put on my website. Um, but that's what I'm working on right now.
1: Well, fantastic. And people can find your books. I know I got on Amazon. They're all over Amazon. Is that the best place yep. to find your books?
0: They're, they're in Barnes & Noble. Uh, if you're in Russia, they'll be in Russia soon. So, you wow. know, for those people going to Russia, you might find them. Well, um, not, yeah, they're available. Not
1: going there, anywhere. but, but uh, you're not I'm going not there. Know, But what is your Twitter? That is another thing I meant to ask you so people can c- follow you on Twitter.
0: Um, Mark C underscore author.
1: Okay. And we'll post that too. All right. We'll get that on there. Well, let me, I'm going to, I've made some takeaways here. And then what I'd like to do is kind of mention some of the things I've been moved by. And, and then I'd like you to add to it and say, you know, some things that you'd like to leave some departing thought for teachers. You know, I'll tell you, it really, the big thing for me is listening to you talk about the relationship between creative writing and becoming an independent thinker, a problem solver, and how that helped you in a technical field. I mean, that that's just eye-opening to me because I hadn't really considered that. And another thing that's really struck me visiting with you today is the science of writing and and your analytical approach – and how you've taken your approach and sort of that science of writing and you're breaking it down for kids so they can watch short videos. And you have some written things too. I saw in there as well. And they could just kind of connect with you, uh, to, with, w- with technology today and just kind of listen to you talk about how you approach this. And my big one is, is also, um, is really this overcoming. I mean, I'm, I'm moved by the fact that you talk to kids about your failures because boy, isn't that how we learn? And we look at all the research yeah. about overcoming and that is what truly makes us successful so many times is that approach towards failure so I've probably taken a lot of your thunder what couple of, what things would you like to leave with educators today
0: Well I think it, it's it's no secret that when kids are reading and writing about topics that they like they do it more and they do it better right you know there's there's research that has demonstrated that um, and you know I love the book Huck Finn. But I can't tell you how many essays I've written on it. And I hated writing an essay on it because that was not what I wanted to write about. And it's important to know how to write that essay for Huck Finn, right? Because you're going to have to do it. But if that's the only exposure that a kid is getting to writing, they're never going to have a love for writing. And I'll tell you, when I, uh, we, uh, my wife and I moved to New York State from California, so that she could go to graduate school here. And I was teaching math and science. I figured I could get a job anywhere and I couldn't find a job for the first year. And so I started sending out resumes for sales jobs. And I sent a resume to a computer company that sells big $100,000 computer networks to businesses. And I got the job for the sole reason that I could write he said, the CEO said, I get letters all the time from people and the letters are terrible. And you wrote, you created an argument about why I should hire you and you made a, you know, a, a good argument and you wrote well and eloquently and he hired me. I had no skill in selling computer networks. But because I could write, and that's a hard thing apparently to find in, in business with a lot of people, I was able to get the job.
1: Well, that's amazing. and I just love your story. I love your whole story of how you were a classroom teacher, your son, how this got you pulled into it. I've learned something about Minecraft. I'd heard about it a lot, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't have this idea of what pulled kids in so much. And now I understand that and this beauty of the game and then reading about it and connecting with you on and their writing. I just love it all. So Mark and I do not want to close this podcast without thanking every educator out there for all the things you do in the classroom boy you've been a teacher for a long time it's a tough job but boy it's a good one <laughs> so yep. want to thank yep. you for everything you do and please uh, join us every week we have a new podcast every Wednesday with fascinating authors and guests like Mark Mark thank you so much for joining us you're
0: welcome this was fun
1: alright well listen thanks everybody bye bye
0: We are so glad you joined us on this episode of My Ed Expert. For more resources on the ever-evolving realm of education, head on over to myedexpert.com and get inspired by all of our author's work through downloads, strategies, and best practices. While you're there, hop on to get updates right to your inbox because you don't want to miss a thing right here on My Ed Expert.